Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide, welcome in to episode number 206 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Thursday of Bets, also known as the month, January, the day, 20th, the year 2022. So you don't have to check your calendar here for the first time today. Now, we have an absolutely loaded show on tap, set to get you right through your Thursday. But before we get on into today's episode, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well go ahead and hit that notification bell over there as well. So you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the TTL crew. Or if you're watching on one of our social media platforms, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button there. So you never miss any of our additional social media content. Or if you are listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there too. If you haven't already, as we always release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete. Next item up on the docket, you could be so kind. You can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching today's show. Hey, take an extra second hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live hey maybe hit that share button too send it on over to your brothers sisters aunts uncles moms dads friends enemies neighbors people who live on the opposite side of the globe as you but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what we are here at the ttl pod and we can't thank you enough when you do all of those things because it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree down there. Within that link tree, you will locate the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and all of our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode number... 206 of this here fine talking the line podcast i am your humbled honored hyped and always handicapping host colton cap and colt soroka and i can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by 
Hang out with me and my partner, get some picks, get some insights, some analysis, dive into uh, more than our fair share of rabbit holes here today on this beautiful Thursday, and who knows what else along the way. Uh, we do know, though, it is nothing but good vibes inbound. Uh, we have one hell of a mental vacation, if you will, on tap for about the next hour and a half to two hours or so. Try and keep it around the uh, hour and a half mark, but we know, uh, you know, everybody knows, we always say, take the damn over. All right, without further ado... Let's bring him on in. Who am I saying? Well, the man that I've referred to as partner, uh, referred to as part of a crew, referred to as him. I have neglected to acknowledge his presence so far here with me on the show this morning, and it's now time to do so. So without further ado, my friends, stand on your feet, put your hands together, and welcome in for episode number 206 of the TTL pod, The Man. The myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and you better not ever forget during this time of the year, proudly displayed across the front of his chest. I don't know where else your chest is. It's always on your front. The front of himself, I will say. The number one seed, Green Bay Packers, TTL, resident cheesehead, and Packer faithful himself, Mr. Riley, Armags, Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, absolutely fantastic. It is Thursday, you know, as you like to say, as our uh, you know one of our fan favorites, John Anik likes to say, two more sleeps. But ah. in uh, his case, it oh. is true for the old UFC pay per view this weekend, but also for some playoff football that is uh, mm. sure to be absolutely fantastic. So mm-hmm. I am uh, getting giddier and giddier by the day, my friend. I, I said yesterday that playoff anxiety was creeping in. Not quite this week yet, dude. I, I, I'm feeling so fantastic about Saturday. I, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. So I'm doing okay over here. Fantastic. I don't know about you. I'm doing spectacular. I know how I'm doing every time you ask on this side of the screen. Yeah. I don't know why you even ask at this point yeah, in time anymore. I don't know uh, beautiful day to be alive. Rest is up to me and thee. You know the vibes we're bringing down here today, my friend. Uh, hold on there a minute, Wilbur. Um yeah. You were you were you were you were a little nervous yesterday. You were feeling the anxiety. You were feeling ready. Now all of a sudden the tides have turned. Everything's great. Yeah, no. We're sipping my ties on the beach, if you will, in reference to those tides turning in the, the favorable direction. Not going to be happening in Green Bay, Wisconsin, for sure. Going to be a bod negative fifty, just snowing, doing its bullshit. But hey, man, um, it's kind of crazy because now I'm starting to feel more confident for your Packers too. Well, so. Not that, yeah, not that we need to dive into a whole Yikes. rabbit hole. Honestly, the quarterback situation over there in San Francisco has, has me uh, feeling pretty damn optimistic. If it wasn't for that, you know, I'd have that nervous anxiety. But whatever you know, do the, you mean? Whatever do you? You mean? know, sprained shoulder, still got the thumb issue for Jimmy G. They've got Trey Lance trying to uh, fake be Aaron Rodgers for their practice, uh, you know, sessions, which uh, isn't uh, exactly a good recipe in my mind. I don't know how they plan on so doing can that. I, so can I just go can ahead? I, can I just? Yeah. Be the devil's advocate over here please you're saying some of the exact same things that if like it was another team saying it'd be like i wonder what sports book or media source is feeding those things in there because oh aaron rogers being the oh, hey, oh we got we got trey lance trying friend. to imitate aaron rogers oh that's so fucking dumb like i just i just i just feel like if it was the if the roles were reversed 
Maybe we weren't talking about your Packers. Maybe it would be a little bit of a different tune being sung from you, my friend. But I don't know. I digress. Hey, Just a little hey, bit of a devil's advocate spread. on this side of the screen. I'm not talking about no spread. We only care about the money line this weekend on my side okay. of things, at okay. least for now. We'll okay. see if I'm back in the spread. Uh, but hey, yeah. don't need to dive into that rabbit hole. No, yet. no, no. It's okay. It's all right. I totally understand. Give you a little bit of a soapbox. I get it. Uh, maybe we uh, have another. We haven't really talked about it yet. Maybe we do a... Uh, Another NFL uh, playoff special edition probably right. tomorrow. Probably do that. Um, at, at least for the divisional round with eight more teams left to play, you know. Yep. And then, four, well, only four more games. So, yeah, we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. So then we'll probably have time for Friday picks and stuff, too. So sure. there you go. There you have it with that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Decided. <laughs> uh, Friday NFL divisional round special edition of the TTL pod. There you go. There you have it. Yeah. That's kind of uh, kind of what the name will be. I don't know exactly. But there you go. There you have it. Um... Before we get into today's show and stop talking about tomorrow's show, we're going to talk a little bit about yesterday's show. Yeah. We never like to spend too much time in the past, my friends. We never like to uh, dwell on distant memories, if you will. But sometimes, us being a full transparency show, we must quickly make a U-turn back, take a quite a, a slight glance by, if you will, and then turn right the fuck around, mind of goldfish, and get right back into today. So, quickly... Let's make the U-turn for the first time live on your screen. Recapped the TTL Crew's best bets of the day from January the 19th, 2022. Okay, so um, you saw the look on my partner's face right off the bat. Um, I'll let you have the floor first, pal. 0-2 sure. on the day. Sure. Uh, what you feeling? How you doing? I don't know where to start. First, I guess I'll start with I don't think I'm uh, touching a Virginia spread backing nope. or fading uh, ever again this season, man. Uh, maybe a total here and there, but, uh, you know, I still don't hate that pick. It was a close game. It wasn't a very entertaining game to watch if you uh, tuned in nope. at all. It was a... Nope. You know that Pitt Stadium kind of looked like a funeral service, but uh, you yep. know it was uh, it was a rough one. It was uh, yep. came down to the wire on that one, but it's an L. Mm-hmm. I think I would take that Iowa pick again. That was uh, as cold of a night of shooting as they could possibly have. Neither team cracking fifty and a yeah. bullshit of all bullshit endings as far as foul called should have gone to mm. overtime. Um, you know the offensive performance that they put together probably didn't deserve to win. But get me out of my picks, dude. It was uh, not my night. Not my night. Yeah, um, like I said, man, ACC is going to probably it's going to start to be one of those conferences that we're going to have to be really, 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 yeah. really, really comfortable with, or, or just really careful with careful, as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, comfortable in the sense of hey, we we got to be like one hundred and fifty percent confident in this play that is making it to the pay window. Like right. no no dilly dallying around in yeah. the ACC and yeah. then the big like, the Big Ten. I uh, we'll see what the hell's going on there too. But I mean, that's another one who. Who the hell knows? But then uh, my best bets of the day got the uh, lone two straight plays from the crew to the pay window. Uh, two and four on the day for me. Uh, funny, funny, DeMar DeRozan, uh, 39 uh. points, rebounds, uh. and assists. You absolutely love to fucking see it. And uh, I think he had like 23 or 24 uh, with about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah, this is easy money. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I don't even need to watch. Uh, so failed that one. Um, UNC Asheville, much like partner had the ghost call. I had the most egregious no call. Uh, definitely should have been the opportunity to at least put two free throws in the basket and go to overtime. But, uh, Hey, 
is what it is. Florida comes all the way back after trailing the entire game and no Colin Castleton. What the actual hell happened last night? St. John's, uh, per our guy uh, Jeff Dawson, whose show I'll be on at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Midday Market Report. Uh, St. John's plus three and a half for him was a little bit of uh, some fake line movement set up. Uh, Creighton absolutely rolled those boys, so I guess I'll buy into what he's saying. And then Bama minus four. That don't make a half of shit worth of sense, but I'm done. I'm done on them. I told you guys if I was going to have to come on here, I'm not going to completely split in two uh, because at least Florida fucking made it. Uh, St. John's really pisses me off. UNCA really pisses me off because they went up to seven-point fucking favorites by the time tip-off happened, and I got them at four, so that really makes a whole bunch of sense to me. Um, However, um, Alabama, that really got me. Either way. One rebound, man. Hey, one fucking rebound. Yeah, and they get all, it done. Yeah, yeah, literally one rebound or my my main man old uh, old uh, Quinterly doesn't fucking throw it off. Uh, d- d- decides to just hey, let's dribble it out and yeah. be cool. We don't need. We're up yeah. by seven right now. We uh, don't need to fucking do uh, anything dumb. And oh shit, nice. like, like let's just let's just back it out and and be cool. But hey, it is what it is. We got that hooked. Beats. We yeah. got hooked. We got hooked. It is what it is. I ain't playing into it anymore. I told you one more fucking time. I wanted to see what the books are thinking. And uh, yeah, I'm done with it. All right, uh, parlay pop off. Yeah, a little bit more negative energy before we get into yeah. some positive energy here. Uh, oh for three on that bad boy. Goodness gracious, Wi- uh, Washington Wizards. They tried to get get it back for us. Uh, yeah. It was 118, 118 tie ball game or, or one one sixteen one sixteen. And uh, the Nets ended up winning at 119 to 118. Absolutely electric game. I thought they were going to come back and win it for us, the Wizards. But they did not, my friends. And we took the money line to avoid any nonsense, and they still lost. Uh, And Virginia Tech minus two uh, ended up being one of the biggest public sides of the day. That uh, covered with ease. So... Yeah. Moneyline dice. Hey, we got to give you guys some credit. So as the crew goes, absolutely. I don't even want to look at that anymore. Yeah. Goodness fucking Let's get gracious. That, out of here. that that is that is disgusting to me. We are a full transparency show, but that's horseshit. That's unacceptable. We don't we don't. That's not what we do. What the fuck is no. that? Like that's not what we do. We we don't we don't come on here and sit here for an hour and a half and, and, and talk about games and picks and analysis and to to to, to pump out bullshit like that. No. That's ridiculous. Now I am five and five on the week. Pretty much exactly break even money. So. Thursday fresh start. Yeah. Sound good to 100%. you? 100%. Oh, okay. sounds beautiful to me. All right. So, we got a win with Virginia Tech. We got a loss on the 137 over 137 and a half. The dice are now 1 in 5 on Tay Week. Uh, they got one in the win column. Hey, they got one in the win column. Hey, left side is the side we're looking for there, pal, and it's only one. Only takes one. I absolutely love it. Okay, so we're updated. Everybody's on the same fucking page. You know what's coming today. We got... Our mags picks, we got my picks. Uh, eight straight plays in total for you guys to play. Um, I, I think we have a pretty pretty damn close to a clean sweeper of a day, if not all clean sweeper of a day. Uh, my picks, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back to everything. When we had a clean sweep of a day, I said, hey, they are offering my picks, and and I would dare say my partner's picks too, on websites all across this industry for bare minimums of hundred, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, bare minimum. $100, I would say, is the bare minimum my picks are starting at, my friends. And we are giving them to you for $0.00. So stay tuned. All the values coming right up. Uh, then we have the parlay pop-off. Uh, no, we do not. That, that was yesterday. I was just looking at the screen here. Uh, I still have it up on my screen. Need to take that away so I don't do that shit again. Uh, we have the board bender parlay is what Hell. we got rolling here today. Three uh, college basketball legs on that bad boy. And then... Folks, you ain't going to fucking believe it. We're going back to the <laughs> NHL ice. And you guys, 
You guys are going to be laughing harder than we're laughing right now, and you guys might have the audacity to say these two ugly sons of bitches are about as goofy as all hell, but I seriously suggest you stick around because after some strong discussion, me and my partner came onto the right side, and we think uh, we think we got this bad boy locked up. So uh, four-legger, we believe, is going straight to the pay window, 11 to 1 odds, so nice and juicy 10 bucks. We're going to get you 117 clams fresh in the pocket. Uh, Moneyline Dice Roll will uh, wrap up the first half of the show after we recap all of today's best bets and special play. Uh, Coastal Carolina Shants and the Georgia Southern Eagles are going to be uh, the roll of the day. We'll let you know all the info behind that matchup once we get to the roll and then uh we'll dive into the second half of the show a little bit of a shorter second half or shorter first half here today we'll kind of see how uh, stuff cooks out um because um i'm gonna be on jeff dawson's show at one i uh, already talked about that and then i want to get the uh college basketball board report and everything out to you guys as well so uh we'll talk about some ttl announcements we'll talk about uh everything in between um little rmag sidebar as usual some crew banter Motivation minutes, and then uh, we'll get the hell on out of here. Sound like a plan to you? Sounds like a plan. Got some uh, quick hitting. Uh, we'll Ooh. keep it quick, but it's got some quick hitting uh, music on. trivia for you, dude. Let me have it. Oh, whoa, whoa, at the uh, end of the show. The oh, I, I, I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I was like, damn, quick hitting. What are we doing right now? Right, let me have it. No, Let's no, go. No. Okay, so one final task we must do here, my friends. Because we ain't superstitious. We're just a little bit stitious. And, uh, hey, you know, I also wore the black, all black in mourning the death of every book on the marketplace what does that mean the the last time you said that this is what i was wearing the green i didn't i didn't know that money bags dancing on the grave with the money oh and we had a hell of a day so please lift your mugs up high i know we did i know okay uh, i couldn't remember honestly Uh, (laughs) uh uh-huh to you over there good sir and all you beautiful people sipping the black elixir of the gods take your sip i'll be right back yeah not uh you know just a little just a little stitches whoa Okay, without further ado, my friends, and I do believe if not, I uh, changed on I, I changed between Dawson's show and our show. I don't remember if I did. No, maybe I didn't. I don't know. I can't wear the same thing back Which to day back. Was so that? I'm gonna have to do was it. Was last I, week or was that this week? It was last week. It was last okay. week. Either way, for now, until the second half of the show, until we get into more nonsense, and well, there's gonna be nonsense along the way in the first half. Who am I kidding? But for now. Quit the gossip, stop the drama, and cut the banter. You could go to every other sports media outlet and get you come right here to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks Picks Insights Analysis. And diving into those aforementioned rabbit holes, but most importantly, running tickets straight to the pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends, as always, if you got any questions, drop them in the chat. It's always open. It's always live. We'll be more than happy to talk about whatever ends up being in that chat live on the show, even if it is big wet butts from XXX Live Central Cam. It's been a long time since we've seen our friends over there at XYZ Livestream. (laughs) Outside of that, first segment of the day, our mags, best bets of the day. He has three coming at you, two from the college, or no, two from the NBA hardwood and one NBA prop as well. So three in total. Partner, lock in. Let it rip. Let him have it. And as always, you have the floor. All right, my man. I will start with my uh, NBA spread bet of the day. Going to the Suns and Mavericks matchup. Uh, Suns at the Mavericks. And I'm going Suns minus three, partner. This one started, I do believe, right around minus one and a half in favor Mm -hmm. of the Suns and has since climbed up just a little bit. Biggest thing that I'm picking off here, um, and then I've got a handful of other things as well, but the Mavs coming off of a back-to-back uh, last night against Toronto. Suns getting two days off of rest. 
And last night, partner, one thing that I love about teams on a back-to-back, the night before, uh, 102 points scored, so not very, uh, you know, not exactly pouring it in. Nine for 33, 27% from three. So you're giving me a team that was already uh, a little cold last night. The and legs, giving them, the legs. Giving them giving them to me again with uh, probably less legs on the second the night legs, against an even better team in the Suns. I'm going to go all in on the Suns here. Um, the Suns like defense is just a bad I would I would like this even if it wasn't any rest type of stuff here, partner. Because uh, both these teams are playing really well. Two of the hotter teams in the entire league. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Suns, like I said, are also just as hot and they're getting two days of rest. So Suns defense, just a bad matchup for this Dallas offense. And on the flip side, Dallas defense doesn't really match up well with this Suns offense. It does look like the Suns are going to be without DeAndre Ayton, which offensively that's going to you know put a lot more pressure uh, or you know force the uh, guards and wings to play a lot better on offense, which is fine with me. And defensively, I really don't see that being an issue. They've got a lot of defensive depth behind him, so they'll be fine on the defensive end uh, defending this Mavs team. All the same, I have no issues there at all. Uh, trend-wise, the Suns own this matchup partner. 20-8 and eight ATS last 28 either location. They have mm. won outright the last eight games and are 8-1 and one ATS the last nine in Dallas. So they have owned this Mavericks team over the last few years. Uh, and then just some broad trends here. Suns five and one last six, following a straight up win. Uh, the Mavs eight, and, or excuse me, three and eight last eleven versus a team with a winning road record. And uh, the Suns, I skipped around here a little bit, five and one last six as a road favorite. So again, a fantastic road team getting two days rest against a team in the Mavs that actually, I believe, ten and eleven and one ATS at home this year. Even worse last year. So classically, the last couple of years with this Luka led team. Uh, that is kind of perceived a little overvalued, I would say. Not very good at home uh, covering the numbers. So give me the Suns minus three on two days rest, my friend, on the road at the Mavs. I love it. I wasn't uh, really sure what your rationale was behind this. I love the line movement, but I didn't know where you were going. And uh, I'll be damned. I love everything you laid down there. Hey, quick question. Is it cold as shit where you're located over there in the Windy City as well? I feel like it's just all of a sudden gotten really cold again. Just yeah, yes 12 no. degrees. Just Dude, yes I haven't been no. outside yeah. in like five yes, days. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I have. What are you thinking? That's like, what that was going either yeah, way. Laundry even though and, it's and cold, garbage is all even, I've gone outside for, dude. Even though it's cold outside, the bets are going to be warming us up, kids, is where I was trying to go with that. There you go, my partner's <laughs> first best bet of the day. Also, the Suns are going to be blazing hot for us tonight. Phoenix Suns, minus three on the spread. Partner's first best bet of the day. Now, he's got two from the NBA hardwood. One is that spread. One is a prop. And then he's got one from the college basketball hardwood, I did say. So I kind of messed shit up there. Stick with the NBA, partner. Let us know your prop. I'll uh, talk a little bit in there as well. Maybe I got a little something extra coming later on in the show. But uh, let it rip. Let him have it. Pick number two of the day for you. Alrighty, sticking with the NBA, that prop that I'm going to be talking about here. I'll keep this one quick. I don't have a ton of things, but I love this one a lot. Brandon Ingram over 22 and a half points. So just over 22 and a half points. Uh, one of my favorite guys to back on the points uh, total here, partner, the last couple of seasons, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, you know, I, I like to talk about how some of these biggest name guys, typically a little overinflated on their points, uh, spread props, Steph, KD, James Harden. Uh, but Brandon Ingram is a high-scoring guy that is just not inflated by any means. His averages or his point spread, um, you know, over/under on his points are pretty accurate to what his mm. averages are. Mm. Uh, this one is on the road here in New York, and partner, he's actually this year and his his career, he's actually scoring a little bit higher on the road than at home, about a mm-hmm. point higher classically mm-hmm. this year and on uh, the entire 
a few years of his career here, mm-hmm. and I really love this matchup against the Knicks. This Knicks team has been uh, has not been able to defend wing scorers very well. These small forwards, Anthony Edwards, a couple nights very high scoring in the first half, and then he just kind of you know went ice cold, shooting missed a lot of open shots in the second half. So I think Brandon Ingram's going to knock a lot of those down for us tonight. And uh, you know, a couple nights back, uh, the last one before that again for the Knicks, Miles Bridges put up 38, very similar scoring guy. Uh, you know. Uh, scoring talent as Brandon Ingram. So I would not be surprised. I expect him to get at least 25 in this matchup, partner. Sure. I would not be surprised at all if he gets to 30 in this one. I think he's going to have a hell of a night shooting. He's been a little uh, not bad by any means, but do definitely a do little, for some positive uh, regression. Bad. A little, you know, I was gonna I like say that a little, not do, bad. a little, not bad, because he he's been under yeah. this the last couple of games, and he, it hasn't been like, well. oh my gosh, we can't touch Brandon Ingram with a ten foot pole. It's not like that by any means, but he is due for some positive regression in my mind, and I think he has a nice shooting night here tonight and gets over this twenty two and a half for my second and final NBA bet of the day. I like where your head's at, pal. Uh, I actually showed up on our uh, pre-show meeting here this morning. Not like we do some fucking just huge big thing or anything. But I said, hey, man, I uh, I like Brandon Ingram such and such. And he goes, are you fucking kidding? I got Brandon Ingram point total 22 and a half. I'm so, <laughs> I absolutely love that. So I will ask you, my friends, stick a pin in the thing he said about his season averages. Stick yeah. a pin in what he also said about uh, not being... What did what did you not not a, said, not a little uh, not bad a little uh, not bad stick a pin in that a little uh, not bad stick a pin in that yeah. as well and we'll uh, circle back to old Brandon Ingram once we get to uh, my best bets of the day but I love it partner uh, you should too lock it in uh, right alongside mine we'll get to that one but for now keep the Jordans on keep the Nikes on but maybe actually speed things up a little bit we only got two halves now you know a little ten minute ten minute boys go a little bit faster up and down the court. We're going to the college basketball hardwood now, but we are still in the basketball mindset. Partner, would you be so kind as to indulge us? I do believe you get to be a Big Ten homer today as to what your third and final best bet of the day is. Don't get the opportunity to do this as much as I did for football, but no, I am going sir. to a Big Ten under, my friends. You knew me with my Big Ten unders in football. Not uh, quite my the same wheelhouse for me as far as the totals in the Big Ten that the unders were as far as me being a homer for those unders because it's not, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. But sure. I am going to in-state matchup, big rivalry, Purdue and Indiana. Partner, I caught it at my, uh, under 144, and it is dropping through the floor. I'm seeing it at 140 and a half. I... I like it down to about 140. Honestly, I, it's mm. getting close to that spot where I, you know, yeah. be a little tentative. Obviously, I love it at 144, but uh, 140, I'd still take it down to 140. Partner number inflated, and uh, I think they realize that number has been was inflated by the recent games of these teams. You look back at just the box scores. Uh, first of all, partner that Purdue Illinois game flew over the total. But only one thirty-eight in regulation, right in that, right in that little sweet spot there. And then they went to double overtime and obviously flew over that. Uh, and then both teams uh, very recently dominated a bad, bad Nebraska team. And again, total flew way over. So I think this is a totally different situation here. Um, this uh, and then uh, Indiana also had a game against Iowa, uh, thirteen and four to the over is Iowa, and of course didn't do anything last night. But uh, I sure. digress on that. Uh, but my yeah. point is that yeah. they've been the last couple of games they've had games 
games that either were against teams that are just over teams that you need to take the over or a couple double overtime games that makes it look like box score games. This Indiana defense, number 13, adjusted defensive efficiency, ADE, and has a good amount of size to match up with Purdue. Not quite, you know, they, they don't have a seven foot four guy like Purdue does. I'll admit that, but they do have a lot of six, nine, six, ten guys that they can rotate in and out and have a nice night defensively here at home. This one is in Indiana. Purdue shoots the three ball well partner, but Indiana defends the three ball well. 31st mm. in the nation, three point percentage allowed. And I think that, uh, you know, ha- if Indiana was not that team, then I would not be touching this with a 10 foot pole. Purdue would probably, given the size matchup that Indiana has, have a nice night of shooting. But I don't think that's going to be the case tonight here. Indiana under is eight and one the last nine at home versus a team with a winning road uh, percentage above 600. That is absolutely Purdue. Five and one last six as a home dog, which they are here eight and two last 10 following an ATS loss and a couple bigger sample sizes 19 and seven last 26 versus a team with the winning road record so even further back and 18 seven and two last 27 as a dog and the under between these two teams is five and two the last seven between this uh, Purdue and Indiana matchup so I absolutely love it partner I know that these teams you have been scoring see. lately but I do not expect it tonight it is a gonna be a gritty must watch mm. game mm-hmm. I will say uh, but a gritty scrappy grinded out both teams fighting and clawing for this damn win and it's gonna come on the defensive ends on both sides here so give me the under I got it at 144 but I do like it down to minus or under 140 and a half I'm in it. Uh, I like it at 140.5. I wouldn't go any lower than 140.5, yeah. but it being 5-2, and two, the under in the last seven meetings, man, that that, that uh, I that jumped off the screen at me today when I saw that. I just haven't had a uh, eye at all for totals, but I know you have, so uh, I'm going to get in the boat yeah. here with you. And and last thing for me, you be the judge of this. Purdue's actually won the last nine meetings between these Ooh. two teams. Indi- I really think at home here, Indiana is going to be desperate. And again, I know if I'm sounding like a broken record, I apologize. But I think their defense <laughs> is going to be ramped up big time, man. Big time. So I love it a lot. I think so, too. Uh, you got me in the boat, my friend. I hope you all are as well. Our max final best bet of the day, the Purdue Boilermakers and the Indiana Hoosiers under 140 and a half. Currently, he got it at 144. Okay, good sir. Uh, anything else from you in regards to your three best bets of the day? No, sir. Take it away from me. All right. Well, we'll keep this proverbial podcast train steaming on down the tracks. I, my friends, will first change the ticker for it is now time for my best bets of the day. Uh, let's see here. Got four college basketball plays coming at you, and then uh, we'll talk about – actually, I will uh, – I'll talk about that prop since we already kind of talked about uh, sure, sure. Brandon Mangum first. I'll talk about yeah. that, and then I'll go into college basketball since that one will take two seconds. So, yeah. You know, I've been hot in the points, rebounds, and assists market. Uh, went 2-1 and or one and one last night. I'm now 7-2 and two my last nine. Uh, I'm taking Brandon, Brandon Ingram over 33-and-a-half. A couple key things here from me. Uh, on the season, he's averaging 22.7 points, 5.2 assists, and 6.1 boards. That's an average of 34. So take that pin out from my partner saying, man, do they set this right at his season average? That's right. We caught it at over 33-and-a-half. I wouldn't take it over 35. Maybe 36 I would be okay with it up to 36 but I think he doesn't have any problem whatsoever clearing this number his average on the road is actually a little bit better 23.3 points per game 5.1 assists and 6.1 boards 34 and a half average 
P-R-A on the road. How you doing? Keep it moving. He's hit the over 33 and a half in three out of his last five games, six out of his last 10. Every time he's had a so-so game, a, a not bad game, which he's not coming off a terrible game. His last one, he had 15 points, 10 boards, six assists. He had a game very similar to that, and then he just absolutely shit off. If you're one of them kids, uh, one of them kids in their rap music, you know what that, that uh, term means. He <laughs> shit off the next game. 32 points, 11 boards, six assists I think he has a very similar game you heard my partner say it uh, low 30s high 20s low 30s for his uh, point total here tonight I love that over 22 and a half as well I think he damn near takes care of the 33 and a half with his points and I think we see somewhere around the high 30s to a low 40 finish for his uh, PRAs outside of that I got nothing else, man. I love Brandon Ingram here today, and it's funny we didn't even talk about it when we were lining up on his on a prop with yeah. him here today, too. So there you go. There you have it. Brandon Ingram, over 33.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Much of the same things my partner said. I say an echo in the same vein. Love it. Keep it moving. Okie dokie, Artichoke. Uh, we'll go to college basketball now, and uh, we'll just go ahead and rifle these bad boys right on off. So first matchup we're going to, and you know what? I am really loving what I'm seeing here today with – with what with what I can deduct as much as I can in college basketball, you know, because there's the fake line movement, there's the real line movement. What do you buy when? What do you know? What is what? Does sharp splits mean anything? Does public splits mean anything? Putting all of that into one thing, I think I have targeted four plays today because it's a pretty big board uh, today, actually, and it's not the prettiest board out there. It's not very sexy at all, but... You know your boy, mid-major king. He found some value. I think I got a couple of spots the book's messed up in. And now with some of the line movement, what I'm seeing here as we get on to the day, I'm liking it even more. So we will go. First matchup is a is my Conference USA crusher play of the day. This is my pick number one. Again, $100 on pick websites across the industry. $0.00 here. Conference USA Crusher. Going to the matchup between the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers and the Florida Atlantic Owls. And we're taking the FAU Owls plus one and a half. It is up to plus two across the market, but I absolutely love that line movement. I think that is because I just looked a little bit ago and FAU is the sharp side. They are getting a little bit more money with about dead even bet splits. However, WKU goes up a little bit. The books don't want to get their ass burned off on one of the few games that people, the public, might know something about in Western Kentucky and FAU. So they're going to tick that up just a little bit to try and get some of their money back. They're not putting it up to two and a half, three, three and a half. It's not like that. Just up to two. And I think we have nothing to worry about with that line movement. FAU should be favored in this game. Uh, they are 1-0 and as a home dog this season. Took care of business outright as well. 8-3 and straight up. 5-3 and against the number at home so far this season. I I think they continue to roll on their home hardwood. The uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers have not been favored on the road yet this season. They are 0-3 straight up and 2-1 and against the number away from their home hardwood. Now, they have played some tough competition. I can't deny that, but... I would be thinking a lot different if the, if they were at home in this matchup. They have not played on the road since January 1st, and before that, December the 22nd. If you sit and think about that in terms of college basketball, that seems like eons ago, for crying out loud. And I think they really, really struggle on the road here today. These teams are ridiculously similar, my friends, and uh, if you look at it, FAU really holds the edges here at home. It, it goes much deeper than just my goofy-ass opinions thinking that this is going to be uh, being at, at home for FAU is going to be a big thing in their advantage. FAU, 75.2 points per game, 
Uh, Western Kentucky, 76 and a half points per game. Colt, what the fuck? What, what are you doing? 79.6 points per game, FAU at home. 66 and a half points per game for Western Kentucky on the road. Defense, FAU, 68 and a half points per game. Western Kentucky, 68.2 points per game. Colt, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? FAU, 68.4 points per game allowed at home. WKU, 73.2 points per game allowed on the road. We've seen rebounds be a huge factor for teams winning games this week. I don't know why it's this week, but for some reason, teams that have a severe rebounding advantage have been taking care of business. And boy, oh boy, do the Owls have that. 118th on the offensive glass and 58th on the defensive glass. Western Kentucky, 251st offensively and 257th defensively. So I don't know what else you need me to tell you there about the old Owls winning the uh, rebounding battle, but I think they get it done easily. You don't believe me on the stats. You don't believe me the stuff cooked up in my goofy-ass head for my research believe the cold hard trends FAU 13 and 3 ATS last 16 Thursday games 5 and 2 ATS their last 7 as a dog 11 and 5 ATS last 16 home games Western Kentucky 1 and 4 straight up last 5 road games yet they are favored the dog is 17 and 5 ATS last 22 meetings between these two FAU is 8 and 2 against the number the last 10 meetings between these two and FAU is 3 and 1 ATS the last four meetings between these two on their home hardwood in case you find yourself in a trivia contest sometime soon and the question is where is the Florida Atlantic University located you can say Boca Raton Florida there you go there you have it first best bet of the day Florida Atlantic University Owls plus one and a half cool with plus two as well I like it keep it moving I don't have anything to add on this one okie dokie artichokey quick sip because water is always good for the soul. Sure All right. Second best bet of the day. This is the $100, again, across the market on sites far and wide. Right here at the TTL pod, $0.00. The SoCon bookie soul snatcher in the matchup between the Chattanooga Mocs and the UNCG Spartans. Taking the UNC or no, we're taking the Chattanooga mocks. I'm sorry, minus three and a half. I had a little backwards because typically I would be on UNCG here, but I do not think they are a very valuable side. Uh, shout out to our guys Scott Webb and Jeff Dawson. They talked about a little something about uh, teams being favored in their conferences and stuff, and oh, getting points or in certain spots, and sometimes all that doesn't really matter here. And I think in this spot, however, uh, Chattanooga being favored with how good they are in their conference, I'll talk about here in a minute. I think that's all going to lead into them absolutely rolling here today. So the mocks are 4-1 and one straight up in uh, SoCon play so far. 6-3 and three straight up, 5-4 and four against the number on the road. Their only failed covers were a minus 8, minus 12.5. A six-point dog against Belmont, who Belmont, goodness gracious, I don't want, I wouldn't want anybody to play them. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. And then a five-point dog against Murray State, who the racers are, you can pretty much put in the same vein as Belmont. So uh, this UNCG team is nothing even close to those, and this minus three and a half, we're not worried about it being a big spreader bunch. I think this is perfect. I think the book's kind of messed up. I think they, they were anticipating a lot more people buying into UNCG with this being three plus the hook. Oh, yeah, they should be able to do that. And a lot of people, the books and the sharps are lining up on this one. And uh, I think uh, rightly so, because UNCG's two and three straight up in SOCOM play so far. Six and one straight up at home, but three, two and one against the number. 
the only reason that they are favored or um or, or that they're at low three and a half, I think that's overvalued. That's because they're six and one straight up. Now let me tell you about their opponents. Coppin State. Uh, North Carolina Wesleyan, if you can point to that college on the map somewhere, let me know. Uh, Vermont, Elon, Furman, and Wofford. When Furman came in, they struggled a little bit. Now, they did push the spread out there. That was their lone push, but that high-level team in the SoCon, they did struggle. A couple of keys here. Um, defense is not going to matter in this game. It is going to be an offensive shootout, and that is all Chattanooga, my friends. Uh, let me tell you about it. 76.8 points per game for the Mocs compared to the Spartans. 63.2 points per game. It gets worse with home and away splits. 75 points per game for the Mocs. 58.7 for the Spartans on the road and at home, uh, respectively. 37th in uh, true field goal percent for the mocks 84th in true three-point percentage 33rd in aoe per ken palm 70th in effective field goal and 80th in turnover percent you'll know why i mentioned that here in a minute the spartans 283rd in true field goal percentage 179th in true three-point percentage 270th in aoe per ken palm 247th in effective field goal per ken palm and 335th in offensive turnover percent per ken palm if anybody's coughing up the rock it ain't going to be the mocks here today, my friends. But you don't believe me on all of that nonsense. Believe the doggone trends. Chattanooga, 22-8-1 ATS last 31, falling an ATS loss. 36-16 and against the number last 52 road games. UNCG, 2-6-1 against the number last nine Thursday games. And Chattanooga just beat Furman as three-point favorites at home, but they failed to cover. Now they go on the road as three-and-a-half-point favorites. This feels as a setup and a half with that little cherry on top of the proverbial pick Sunday, if you will, for the UNCG Spartans. So give me all of the Chattanooga mocks, minus three and a half, second best bet of the day. Soul Snatcher. I think you're right. Like SoCon Soul Snatcher, baby. <laughs> all right, third pick of the day. We are going to... The USC Trojans and the Colorado Buffaloes, and my friends, this is the Pac-12 paper printer. That's right, the Pac-12 paper printer. Give me the Colorado Buffaloes plus two. Point blank, period. Uh, USC is overvalued. Four and one straight up, three and two against the number on the road. Four and one straight up is the only reason that they are being uh, favored here, and they should not be whatsoever. They are scuffling right now. Four and two straight up in Pac-12 play, uh, yet they, uh, they are just a very small favorite here in this spot. I'll tell you why that has so much significance. Colorado, nine and one straight up, three, five, and two against the number on their home hard. Would you say, whoa, and you want to back them against the number? Yes, because they were severely overvalued to start the season. Now they've come back to their mean and uh, playing a lot better and uh, covering their numbers now. Four and two straight up for the Buffaloes in Pac-12 play as well. So when you got uh, two similar teams in a conference game with the exact same records, I recommend always taking the points, especially with a home team, home dog, that is number one in home court advantage per Ken Palm this season. Uh, it gets way worse in home and away splits uh, as far as statistical means than uh, what's cooked up in my goofy head. Offensively, USC averages 75.4 points per game and Colorado only averages 71.4 points per game. You say, what? Hold on. 
Colorado, 84 points per game at home. USC, 69.8 points per game on the road. Holy smokes, you see an edge there. Defense is uh, pretty similar across the board. I'm not going to lie, not any crazy edges there. But I mentioned USC is scuffling a little bit. And where it's kind of coming from is the defensive side of the ball. Last three games overall, they're averaging 75 points per game allowed, where Colorado is only averaging 65.7 points per game allowed over their last three. So... If any defense is going to step up, I like it to be the Buffaloes a little bit here. And last but certainly not least, free throws, free throws, free throws. They matter in close conference games with close spreads like this. Colorado, 72.1% from the stripe. USC, 61.3%. In 2020, the Colorado Buffaloes shot 81.9% from the stripe. So I like to see a little bit of positive regression still coming from them. In 2020, the USC Trojans. Shot 64.9% from the stripe. So pretty damn spot on with how they shoot the the, uh, the free throws. I don't think we see any improvement there, and they continue to be piss poor from the stripe, especially with those crazy Colorado fans bouncing all over the fucking place while they're trying to knock them down. That allows Colorado to get the cover. Oh, if not the outright win, I like the outright win, but I'll take all the points the books are willing to give, but you don't believe me believe the trends usc two and six ats last eight overall one and four ats last five following an ats loss two and six ats their last eight as a favorite one and four ats their last five thursday games colorado three one and one ats their last five overall seven and two ats their last nine as a home dog seven and three ats last 10 thursday games four and one ats last five versus a pac-12 opponent six and one ats the last seven meetings with usc and seven and oh straight up the last seven meetings with the trojans and they have been underdogs on the lines I can't pass this one up. I know I said stay out of the Pac-12, but this one is way too good to be true. The Pac-12 paper printer, third best bet of the day, Colorado Buffaloes, plus two. I like it, my man. I stared at this one. Probably of all the ones that I I played, this is the one that I looked at the most without playing it, man. That home court advantage, because I, I, I think just full, because honestly, my biggest thing that kept me away was uh, USC coming off of a loss, looking for a bounce back. But as mm-hmm. opposed to that, I, I do think they're just just in a spot where they're regressing overall. So I, I do like it quite a bit, man. Colorado's no scrub team at hey. all, dude. No, not at all. Not at all. Come on in the boat. We'll get the Colorado Buffalo right. straight to the pay window. Okay. I think I'm in. Fourth college basketball bet of the day. Going to the Mountain West. This is the Mountain West murderer pick that would be Mm. selling for $100 a head on sites far and wide. But right here on this show, the final best bet from your boy, the mid-major king, for $0.00. The Mountain West murderer is... The Boise State Broncos plus one in their matchup today against the Utah State Aggies. Uh, point blank period, Boise State is rolling. This isn't one that you have to worry about like, oh, they're the dogs and they're so much better. That's why I kind of mentioned a little bit of what Dawson and uh, Webb said yesterday about kind of some of that stuff not mattering. I don't think it matters here because Boise State's 4-0 straight up in Mountain West play, 10-0 straight up in their last 10 games overall. They are absolutely on a heater. 4-1 straight up, 3-2 against the number on the road. Um, I think they continue to win outright, but I will take the point just in case some nonsense happens right at the end. Um, However, I think they take care of business, no question about it. 
about it uh, because Utah State is scuffling, regardless of where they're at right now. One and four straight up in Mountain West play. They've lost five out of their last seven. I mean, you got to be sitting there thinking that the whole public's looking. Utah State has to rebound at some point in time, right? I mean, this is just getting ridiculous. Well, if they were going to rebound in a big way, I think they would be way more than just one-point favorites on their home hardwood. And I think we continue to see him struggle here today. Uh, four and three straight up, three and three against the number at home. And I really think the only reason they're favorite here is because they are at home and they have somewhat of a decent home court advantage, but not enough to get him a win here today because Utah State has some serious injuries. They're going to be without RJ uh, Idle Rock. He averages 7.8 points per game and also Brock Miller, 8.8 points per game for the aforementioned Miller. So two guys who uh, can knock it down for him and really keep him in games and two solid defense defensive contributors that are going to be without for the uh, the old Aggies. So I think that's going to loom large for them. And then also, uh, I mentioned rolling versus struggling. Just kind of looking uh, a microscope, if you will, last three games here, Utah State's averaging 65 points per game. Boise State's averaging 72.7 points per game. Defensively, Utah State's allowing 69.7 points per game, and Boise State's only allowing 63 points per game. So Pretty damn uh, significant there as far as offensive and defensive edges here just recently. That's really what I targeted in on. And then also, defense travels, and if any defense shows up, I think it's going to be Boise State's. I looked into it, and I couldn't believe my eyes. They're actually 10th in the nation across the board in defense right now. Um, defensive points per game, just 10th in, the bo- or 10th in the nation across everywhere. And Utah State's 174th, so pretty damn severe difference. I think the Broncos continue to roll here, but... You don't believe me? Believe the trends for the final time today. Boise State 6-1 against the number last seven as a dog. 5-0 ATS last five as a road dog. 6-0 ATS last six road games. There's a team with a winning straight up home record. 13-6-1 ATS their last 20 following an ATS loss. UTS, uh, UTST, I'm looking over here looking at my notes. Utah State 1-4 ATS last five overall. 3-7 against the number last 10 following a straight up loss. And 1-4 against the number their last five home games. There's a team with a winning straight up road record lock it down lock it up the mountain west book murderer boise state broncos plus one i actually like it quite a bit my man utah state was uh that they were kind of that team really in the season but they've kind of wheels have kind of fallen off nothing to do with your pick but quick fun fact you know the uh i believe chant the i i believe i I believe believe that i believe that first uh first college basketball team or fan base to use that was utah state was Utah State? Oh. Not the, that's, they're not the ones who or, originated that. They didn't orchestrate uh, the shit, but It was uh, started in like Army-Navy football game, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So naval. Uh, but yeah, first college basketball team to use it. All right. Well, there you go. Right there up. you have it. The more you know. All right. All of my best bets of the day. Excuse me. Let me get a quick sip of agua here. Just ran through all of, uh, of college best. Ooh, of best bets of the day. For some uh, sheer nonsense. Oh, yeah. Here we go. It's time for the third segment of the day. Special play of the day. The board bender parlay. Uh, you said it, partner. You ready for some sheer nonsense? You're damn right. Here we go. First leg on the board bender parlay. We are going to the matchup between the Marshall Thundering Herd and the FIU Panthers. 
We're taking the FIU Panthers plus two and a half for leg number one. Couple of key reasons here. Seems like a setup and a half for Marshall, if you ask me. They are eight and two against the number in their last five meetings uh, between these two teams. Uh, regardless of location, they've uh, absolutely taken care of business. Yet this is the shortest spread that there has been between these two teams in the last seven seasons. Great big how you doing, if you ask me, but also if you ask me, the Thundering Herd are one four and one against the number last six Thursday games, one and five against the number their last six on the road, and zero oh and five against the number their last five as a favorite. Do not buy the Fugazi number on the Marshall Thundering Herd. They should not be favored. FIU gets it done. At least the cover plus two and a half, maybe not right win as well. First leg of the board bender parlay. Yeah, love it, my man. Uh, these road teams, one and five ATS on the season. These road teams that have bad road numbers, that it's no, it's no, no Fugazi shit right there. That's nope. it's pretty, nope. been pretty true, I would say. Hundred and fifty percent. So there you go. There you have it. Sure seems like a setup, if you ask us. So we're taking it for leg number one. Leg number two. We're going to the matchup between the Monmouth Hawks and the Fairfield Stags. We're taking the Monmouth Hawks, minus two and a half. Uh, line open up, minus one. It's up to minus two and a half. Um, pretty much just the books honoring a boatload of money and bets coming in on it, as should be. Uh, Fairfield is just not that team, my friends. And the only reason why Monmouth is the uh, is such a short uh, road favorite here is because they just got beat uh, by Iona on their home hardwood. And Iona is arguably the best team in the MAAC. So I don't really see why the books are trying to, to, to undervalue them here. They're still Monmouth. Monmouth has been an absolute wagon all year long, and I think they continue to be. I don't think 2.5 is enough. I think they win this by 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15. I think they roll on the Stags. They're pissed off after losing to the Gales. They think they're the best team in the conference, not Rick Pitino's boys. Yeah. Fuck them, mother fuckers say the hawks we're coming back and we're gonna lay the hammer down monmouth minus two and a half second leg of the board bender parlay yeah both teams looking for a bounce back i trust the confirmed much better team in monmouth on this side of things 100 percent eight and four against the number are those monmouth hawks last 12 meetings against the fairfield stags also seven and three against the number last 10 as a favorite and nine and two against the number their last 11 on the road Leg number three is another college basketball leg, and my friends, we call f f f f fooey once again. We're going to the Big East matchup between the UConn Huskies and the Butler Bulldogs, and we've said it multiple times this year. If you don't know, you won't know, but you better get familiar quick. Bulldogs of the Butler variety are simply not those guys, pal. They are not those guys, pal. I repeat, they are not those guys, pal. UConn, I'll actually, I'll let you hammer this one home, pal. Go right ahead. I if if I do believe these two teams played rather recently. Oh, you are not correct, or you are correct, my man. I am you are not, not correct. wrong. Oh, okay. You are wrong. Goodness gracious. Yeah. All you are not wrong. You Way are to hammer correct. it home, kid. Here we go. Here I, we I was go. already thinking. Bright eyes, big smiles. Saying, Bright eyes, big yeah, smiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. UConn, UConn is these guys, pal. That's what I'm. Uh, I got my own brain twisted. UConn is these guys, pal. And uh, yeah, Butler, my man. I I think people are still trying to buy into. You know, whenever Butler is the scrappy underdog team, they've especially at home, they're a scrappy underdog team that takes care of business, and that's just not who they are at all this year. They're three and seven ATS at home. I mean, and it pains me to say, one of my favorite home court environments in the entire country, mm -hmm. and one of my favorite teams to watch when they are that scrappy underdog team, or even just a good team, and they just aren't flat out. They aren't. But yes, they did play two days ago, my friend, and mm -hmm. UConn took care of business, seventy-six to fifty-nine as a fourteen-point mm -hmm. spread, and you know normally. We 
we might say, dropping. oh man, drop seven points uh, in two days because after a two-day uh, game and you got covered the yeah. first time? Oh, yeah. we got to take Butler. Whoa. Uh, that's not the case. Uh, no. We don't believe that is the case here. Seven-point uh, home court advantage difference. I call Fooey. Normally, I would say, hell yeah, Butler's home court. Absolutely. But uh, nah. they just don't have their nah. fan base excited. We've already talked about it. We popped into their games, and it was just, uh, where's, the, where's the atmosphere? What's going on yeah. here? And uh, I think that continues here tonight. And I think UConn, once again, smokes them by about 15-20 in this time around, partner. 150% Butler Bulldogs one and four against the number last five games against a Big 12 or a Big East op. I apologize, not a Big 12. This is a Big East uh, conference game here. They're also one and four against the number their last five overall. Connecticut four and two. UConn that felt weird to say four and two against the number their last six games overall, and then uh, they're also eight and two against the number their last ten January games. Four and one against the number last five on the road. UConn continues to roll, my friends. Don't fear the seven and a half. It's been very profitable for uh, favorites this year. And if you know your boy, when I'm laying heavy wood, you should be pretty confident in it. So there you go. There you have it. The three college basketball legs. We got one more. Take off the Jordans that you walk to the stadium in. Stick your legs deep in the pants with the pads loaded so high. Throw over the old sweater, and if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about by now, lace up the motherfucking skates and get on the ice because it's time to go back to the NHL. And I know, folks, I sat right in this seat only two short days ago, and I said unto you in the words of my uncle, uh, fucking, I just had a little fucking uh, flashback, uh, uh, fucking, uh, uh, what, uh, Iron Chef, Iron Chef, Food Network was the name of that. I say unto you in the words of my uncle, uh, I know I said right in this damn chair on Tuesday that, or it was Wednesday, whatever the fuck it was, that I was never going back to the fucking NHL ice again, and I was so done, and it was pissing me off, and yada, 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 yada. Hey, shout out real quick before we go any further. Shout out our guy Ted Mause at Chalkboard in yeah. the uh, in the chat. Our fucking guy. Hey, we got it. Hold on. We got it. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yes, Boise State will be there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, so we're fucking <laughs> going back. How could this back. possibly fail? How could this possibly fail? You know? Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. You haven't, you, even, you haven't even said the, the settle down. yet. Settle down. Leg number four. <laughs> Board bender parlay. We're going back to the Philadelphia Flyers, and we're taking them on the damn money line. Philadelphia Flyers money line. There is no reason in the entire fucking world for this team to be favored. No reason whatsoever. They just lost in a shootout to uh, the Islanders. We got crushed. It was absolutely ridiculous. We look deeper into this. Columbus is dealing with old Uncle COVID. He, he's ravaging that team. There's a lot of key guys, key players out. There's, there's all types of shit going on in, in that organization that we are just not confident in backing them. Because I said, man, him as a dog, that, that, that seems like a setup and a half. And he said, man, that's the one that I saw too. So we're going back. We think Philadelphia is going to put some things together. Finally, money line is not too chalky. You don't have to eat that much. And wouldn't you know... That the Flyers are five and two straight up, their last seven as a favorite, four and one straight up, their last five as a home favorite, and Columbus Blue Jackets are seventeen and forty-two straight up, their last fifty-nine as an underdog, fourteen and thirty-seven straight up, their last fifty-one as a road underdog. I'm not saying, I'm just saying this one stinks to high hell. We have to take the Flyers on the money line, and I promise this time, if it does not make it to the pay window and it busts the boardbender parlay, I am fucking done with NHL. Partner, take it home. 
Columbus six and twelve on the road, straight up all season long, my man. Uh, but yeah, it's the COVID issues that really pushed me over the final edge because they just gave up nine goals their last yeah. time out, man. Yeah. I I think that's gonna matter again. I think they're gonna struggle defensively once again. And uh, the Flyers, I do believe, have won the last four. It's been a couple of years, but they have won each of the last four matchups between these two teams. Do for a damn win. If you, uh, you know that, uh, like, it used to be a vine, but it was it's Good Burger, Keenan and Kel, where he's looking, uh, and when I was looking at the COVID list of who's out, he knew, oh, I know some of these words. I know some of these words. That's what I was I doing, it. looking at the I COVID list. Like, oh, these guys, these guys matter. Yeah, these yeah guys I, matter. I know, I know who this guy is. Oh, I shit, okay. Words. I don't pay attention to uh, hockey. I so know who yeah. that is. Rough night for the Blue Jackets. Give us the damn Flyers. Uh, probably, to, I have to imagine it'll be the one that's uh, the final one standing to get us to the damn window, partner, as far as the way these yeah. times are laid out here. I, w- I would imagine, yeah, Philly's going to be uh, dead-ass last, and we're going to be sweated out towards the end. And uh, we couldn't stay away. We couldn't stay out of it. It was no. too fucking electric, and we think we got stiffed in the shootout 4-3. to three. Suck yeah. my ass. It was 10 rounds of a shootout, and we got fucked. That's Taking all I know. So. Shots, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they absolutely obliterated them. We're back to the Philly Flyers. Take them on the money line. Wrap it up board bender parlay paying out last time we looked plus 1176 odds so without further ado let's just keep this proverbial podcast train on uh steaming down the tracks and uh why don't we just recap everything we talked about there huh let's do it all right without further ado make sure we change that bad boy everybody knows it's time for the best bets of the day recap make sure we get this going it gets all fucking glitchy when i do this shit okay we are back in business, but first, you know the drill. Rip out your sports books, pull out your pens, pencils, and paper, or whatever mode, means, or method you utilize to take stock of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day, because as I rip in the second half of that aforementioned TTL Crew, my partner, the legendary R-Mags TTL Sports, it is now time to recap all of our best bets of the day for this beautiful Thursday of the bets. Beautiful Thursday of bets. Of, of the, the bets. bets. Of bets. January 20th. 2022. Oh, covered up a Uh-oh. little bit. Let's move us around. Here we go. Showtime. Please, so kindly, turn your attention right next to my dome piece. You see it. R. Mags picks his three best bets coming at you. Number one, he's going to the NBA hardwood with the Phoenix Suns, minus three. Then he's going to the college basketball hardwood with the Purdue Boilermakers and the Indiana Hoosiers, under 144. And then back to the NBA hardwood for a prop. He has taken Brandon Ingram over 22 and a half total points. Then, on the opposite side of the screen, right side of the screen, still in line with my head, all of my best bets of the day. We got five coming at you. We're taking the FAU Owls, Florida Atlantic University, plus one and a half. The Chattanooga Mox, minus three and a half, lay in the wood. Colorado Buffaloes, plus two at home. Look at that beautiful court. Boise State Broncos, plus one. And Brandon Ingram, over 33 and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined to wrap up my card right next to my partner's dome piece. You see the four legs on the board bender parlay the florida international university panthers plus two and a half the monmouth hawks minus two and a half the yukon huskies minus seven and a half and the philadelphia flyers from the nhl ice on the money line parlayed up for an over 11 to 1 odds payout on the board bender parlay i see Eight straight plays and one special play, making it straight to the pay window and bankrupting every book on the market, ripping out the hearts of every bookie on this planet. But before we can do those things, we need you to 
Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say, just make sure you get today's TTL Crew best bets of the day that are obviously primed for ticket cashing. And whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Where are we at, partner? Damn it. And I just looked this up the other fucking day. I was just I, actually didn't I know literally this one. just I literally just I put out a tweet about this the other day. I I literally put yeah. out a tweet about the hardest the hardest place to play is Colorado. The easiest place to play is Navy. And the fucking what the fuck is this fucking thing called? Oh my so, gosh. It's kind of two options. I literally uh, put out a tweet about this thing. Uh, so think okay, so it, there's a sponsor, think Colorado. Oh, it's like not Coors, but it's a Coors Coliseum. Uh, Coors Event Center or Coors event CU Center. Events, ah, Colorado yes. U Event Center. Either Col- one I do Colorado Colorado Event Center. That's right. The Colorado yeah. Event Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was seeing yeah. both, honestly. Yeah, either way. Either there way. You go, there you have it. Uh, you another I, I, another I just, little I bit of trivia. I feel smarter whenever we know, we know what, the, what the names of these college basketball courts are, yeah, dude. dude. Colorado you sound smarter Center. when you drop it in the uh, conversation, yeah, you know? That's what I'm saying. And then if you uh, find yourself in uh, in a trivia contest sometime and, and they ask one of these here questions, so, hey, exactly. Colorado Event Center, I got it. I, how the hell did you know that? My guy's over at the TTL pod. What the fuck is the TTL pod? And then we're bankrupt. More people are bankrupting the. But you see how this shit happens? You you don't see what I'm seeing? All right. Without further ado, first first you know the names of college basketball stadiums, then bankrupt the sports books. Hundred and fifty percent easy. As I, easy. I mean, there's really not much in between A to B. There's not not much you need to accomplish to get from A to B. There. Hundred and fifty percent. So. If you didn't see it on the previous screen, it's time to let the train fall off the tracks for about the next 25 minutes or so. We'll try and keep it right around there. Got some other shit to uh, to take care of before we uh, before I go on Dawson's show. I want to make sure we get everything clipped up. I uh, get the old blog out, everything in between. So let's switch gears here real quick. Moneyline dice roll of the day. The Coastal Carolina Chanticleers and the Georgia Southern Eagles, my friends. The Moneyline Dice are live on set. I will get ready on my side of things. Partner, can you let us know what's the deets on this matchup here this evening? The deets on this matchup. So we've got the Coastal Carolina Shans going into Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern is the home team. Minus one and a half at home is the Georgia Southern basketball team here. Minus one and a half and minus 126 on the money line. So Coastal Carolina plus 105 on the money line, plus one and a half on the spread. And the total in this bad boy is 135 and a half. Nothing crazy here. See if I can pull up these splits real quick. Uh, but I sure as hell don't know, partner. This typically is uh, kind of in your wheelhouse, but uh, I know you're not, uh, you know, all too sold on either side. But we've no, got sir. 83% of bets on uh, the Georgia Southern Eagles, 83% of bets, but the money, 68% of money on Coastal Carolina shots. You know me, I'm a homer for my shots. Uh, this is a 6 p.m. Central Time game. That is correct. And the uh, total splits, 50-50 bet splits, but a uh, big old bag on the over, 96% of money on the over. All right, well, the old tracking book, the old tracking book, available at MoneyLineDice.com, is ready to go and is starting to fill up over here. Uh, use code TTL10 at checkout for 10% off your first order. Uh, what else you got there in uh, summary? Just just going to say that over's been climbing because of that money is all I was going to say there. The over's been climbing, you said? Looks like started 133.5 up to 135.5 now. When we were talking pre-show, it was 136 and a half, so now it's back oh, down really? to 135 oh, okay. and a half. So, okay, okay. Yeah, a little something-something to think about there, partner, okay. as I drop the fucking dice. Okay, so yeah, a little something-something okay. to think about there. Eh? Maybe it might be coming back down. So, without further ado, 
first roll of the day. Home or away, are we taking the Jasso Eagles or the Shants, baby? I don't know. Neither does Mags, but this here cubicle object does. We all find out in three and two and one. Home team. All right. Eagles. Home team. Say the money line dies. Unofficially. ATS or money line, will we be laying a point and a half, or are we going to go ahead and just uh, eat a little extra chalk on the money line? I don't know. Neither does Mags. We soon find out in three, in two, in one. Money line. Okay. Money right. line. Georgia Southern, money line, unofficially. First selection of the day. Now it is time for the wild card roll. Will the die be doubling down for the first time this week? Are they going back to a total saying, hey, we've been messing up, but we want to give you an opportunity to cash two tickets? Or maybe, hey, we messed up altogether. We need a little extra face time. Please re-roll us. I don't know. Neither does Mags, but we all find out in three, in two. Home ATS. Doubling down on the Eagles. So, so is that doubling down on the spread? Yeah, since it's laying it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Josso yeah. minus one and a half, not the... I feel like we've been pretty true to that rule. If it's <laughs> if it's yeah. the favorite and they roll ATS on the second one, it's doubling down on ATS. Yeah. So not the favoritest of uh, the most favorable splits on the old uh, no. No, good no. money split there. But either way, the dice have spoken! <laughs> If you want a guaranteed take one ticket straight to the pay window tonight, no questions, no qualms, no quarries, none of the bullshit, zip it, seal it, not from me, not from Mags, but per the all-knowing, ever-present, ever-powerful money line dice, they say lock in right here, right now. The Georgia Southern Eagles, minus one and a half in their matchup tonight with the Coastal Carolina, Shanta Clears. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank You're you gonna get a damn knock on the door from the old freaking loony bin <laughs> talking about the neighbors think you're talking to dice over here, dude. <laughs> And I could not imagine being somebody who has no idea what I'm the sorry, fuck we this do. This man's talking just, to inanimate objects fucking, over here. You, you work from home and you're just like, maybe you got some, you got a headset on and then like you just, you're fucking, you know what? It's, you know, I'm going to have an early lunch today and you just hey, pop Karen, out for you lunch and you just. Send me over that smoke Oh, fuck. Oh, I fucking love it, dude. Oh, oh, it happened one time on some goofy-ass shit, and I've never stopped doing it since. So there you go. There you have it. Officially, the Moneyline Dice have selected Georgia Southern minus one and a half for their best bet of the day in the uh, game with them and the Chanticleers tonight. See if that uh, pays off. Dice are one in five this week, my friend, so might even be uh, potential fade territory for you there as Need well. You so, hey. Need you. You'll see. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, there as you go. As long as they can just stick to a trend like this for the week and we know to either back them or fade them after the first day, uh, you know. Low key. Way. I mean, shit. I, not, not that inanimate objects can have a trend, but I mean, no. fuck. Yeah. Five and one last week, one and five this week. I mean, if you call me crazy, what do I know? Either I way. I guess on uncharted, uncharted territories at this point. I don't know. Hunter bands. Um, know, you want your own set of money line dice. You want your own doggone tracking book. You want your own MMA scorecard, which I am going to fucking utilize to the fullest. I totally forgot about it last week. I was just so damn busy with like 
all types of other shit. This is the this is a tracking book or the yeah. uh, MMA scorecard as well. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can track you know, like your little judge sitting there. Fucking, I'm all yeah. about it this week, and I cannot wait. Um, but I totally forgot about it. I just had too much shit going on last week, and I left it sitting on my desk. So UFC 270, your boy is scoring every fucking fight on top of releasing his UFC blog this upcoming Saturday. So we'll have even bets and all types of other stuff going down. So without further ado, let's get into the second half of the show. The old proverbial podcast train is uh, obviously officially way off the rails at this point in time. So kick it off there, partner. What you got burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 206 of the TTL pod on this absolutely gorgeous January the 20th, 2022. It is uh, Music Trivia Thursday, my oh, friend. I've mixed it up we go. a little bit today. Kind here of we your, go. Uh, what's your uh, your uh, suggestion for movie Monday trivia? I sprinkled those types of suggestions into today. So I've got okay. some legit trivia for you, my friend. Okay, baby. Let's this one's go. a tough one. This first one's a tough one. I was more of a fun feel fact free, that I was feel fascinated. Free, uh, feel free to chime in as well, yes. folks. If uh, don't, don't fucking ruin it if I'm struggling guessing here. But uh, call me a dumbass if you all know it out there. Whatever. Have some fun in the chat. Let's Let's get weird. According to this, uh, whatever site I was on on the internet, what uh-huh. musician, depar- de- excuse me, what musician was deported from Japan in the 1980s for possession of marijuana? Very famous musician. This feels like a Jimi Hendrix type of deal. Nope. Was he? Was he dead? Past that time? Was he gone? Sorry, uh, T's and P's, Jimmy. I don't know. Love you. I don't know, honestly, but. Uh, not a bad guess by any means. Okay, not in, the, quite in, the, the in that ballpark. In that ballpark. Okay, okay. Um, not, not not someone that's like not like a classic stoner that comes straight to your mind. Not quite a classic stoner by any means. Member of the Beatles. Member of the Beatles. Yes. Uh huh. That would be. I don't think it. I don't think it was Paul. It wasn't. I want something's making me want to say fucking Ringo, but I don't think it was fucking Ringo. Nah, it wasn't Ringo. fucking Ringo. So it was it was it Paul? Was it Paul McCartney? It's Paul McCartney. Wow. According to this website. Yeah. Hot damn. For some reason I was thinking it was eh, I don't know why I was thinking it was Ringo, but Paul McCartney. How oh, look at you. That was, I, I, I knew it was I, I knew it was one of those two. I knew it was okay. I knew I knew that. I knew that somehow. I don't know why. I knew that somehow. Okay, it so it was in the old Rolodex. You know, uh, you know, Usher's smash hit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they got is, down. She was grabbing up on me. So they get down. Me and the dance in the low key. Yep, yep. you know mm-hmm, the one. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. What two uh, rappers are featured on that song, uh, with along with Usher? Lil John and Ludacris. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bend it over to the front. Touch your toes. Like yes, a sir. Kilo, Oh yeah, dude. I fuck it. That, that was one of my. For the window. No, that's not that song. That's a different song. But still, yeah, at the no, same time, that was like that genre, that little, <laughs> that little like period in time, that that fucking like crunk music. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so another one, similar, uh, similar realm of questioning lines here. Uh, who is featured, or whose song is "Drop It Like It's Hot"? You've got Snoop Dogg and When the Pimps in the Crib, my, uh, 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 Puff Daddy. No, no. Uh, when the pimp's in the crib, my drop it like it's hard, drop it like it's hard, drop it when the pig's trying to give it to you, park it like it's hard, park it like it's hard. I'm trying to get to a point where somebody else sings. <laughs> no, Fat Joe wouldn't. Who the fuck? 
If you don't know, it's, it would have been tough. I don't, I actually, I don't know that one, actually. Because, I mean, when that comes to your mind, Puff, you just Puff think Puff Daddy Snoop, was honestly. my first one. Puff Daddy was uh, Pharrell. It was Pharrell? Really? Pharrell. Yeah. Wow, I would have never went there. Ever. Ever. Pharrell's, wow. Dude, Pharrell's got a sneakier list of okay. fucking uh, okay. hits or things that he's been on than people realize, I think. Yeah. Um. So there's this. Okay, so right up your alley on this one, dude. I okay. promise, right okay. up your alley. Uh-huh. We Are Never Getting Back Together by Taylor Swift. Who is that about? Kidding, obviously, but who is that about? Um, Liam. Um, no, no? Mm-hmm. that was the other one. What the actor? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, I, that I one was like, about Jake Gyllenhaal. I was just like, oh, he's not gonna have any idea. But oh, it was Jake Gyllenhaal, gosh. apparently, according to this okay. website. Jake Gyllenhaal, it is. Uh, wrapping it up. Okay, kind of uh, similar to what we uh, did the last couple of weeks on this day. 2014. 2014, okay. What was the uh, number one song on this day, 2014? More of a... Uh, rap More genre? of a hype song. More of a hype song. Kind of a rap genre a little bit? Uh, kind of mixing in the like rap uh, rap house. Mm. You know, kind of tone the line of rap house-ish. Hmm. This is like... You went to a 20... dance probably the end of our high school years, definitely. Like, this is, like, almost, like, graduation is on the horizon right now. Like, I'm not giving a fuck. Like, probably. I'm loving, I'm living life. I'm listening to a lot of tunes right now. I'm trying to, like, I don't I'm remember trying to, like, it being, put myself in 2014 20... cold and shoes. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, like, it probably, like, we probably God, got sick of it by the time we got to college. Ago, Mags. <laughs> I, know, dude, <laughs> I can give you a hint as far as uh, who it's by. Uh, give me, give me a, give me. So when you think, when you think those types of, so it's a male, male artist, first of all, I guess. So when you think the most like hype songs. So I'm thinking uh, Post Malone, but that just doesn't. Wait, so much more hype though. Like, like. So much more hype. Okay. Like fist pumping type hype. Uh, see, I don't listen to that bullshit. That's just not my, my style. Uh, Bald man. Bald man fist pumping 2014. (laughs) I can't give you any better hits. You're gonna laugh. Would it be Pitbull? Yes, Pitbull. Bald man. I don't know. I don't. I don't listen to pop music. (laughs) You have like an infatuation with pop music. I don't. I don't know why. I just 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 think that's funny. Like pop music. I. I, This would be, I mean, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, if you don't know, it's Timber. Timber? Oh, it's going it's, down. No. Oh, with Kesha. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah I just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like those are spot on hints. Bald man hype 2014. I feel like that was his uh, <laughs> fist pumping, fist pumping bald man in 2014. I feel like I nailed those hints for you. Fist pumping bald man in 2014 could arguably be found anywhere on the fucking Jersey Shore. <laughs> so don't fucking you. give me that. And bullshit. the one thing, if you had to pick one person who that would embody, I would say it would be Pitbull. Uh, 2015, last one, and then I'll be done. 2015 uh-huh. on this day, last week was "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. Uh, this is a male artist. You actually guessed this song last week because uh, he was on last week's uh i think like 2014 and 16 if i'm not mistaken he had two on last week's rundown okay that would have been bruno mars i'm smart enough to remember that there you go so this was 2015 you said yes this sir year? <sighs> oh man and this was like really when i was listening to bruno too like sophomore year of college trying to fucking serenade some honeys like less of a tr- i remember last week's was trickier this one should be less trickier i think 
And you mm. definitely said it last week, and I said, ah, mm. that's a good guess, but no. Because last week was Grenade and fucking... Uh, take, take, take it on. No, I don't think it then. <laughs> Fuck, man. What the hell? 2015? I don't know. I don't know. This one's got me. Because I'm sure I can probably sing it as soon as you fucking say it, but I don't know. You're going to be mad. It's Uptown Funk. Oh, that I did say it last week. Yeah. Uptown Funk you up. I said Uptown Funk you up. Come on! Yeah, you know, old Bruno's about due for one of them, uh, sure. one of them old uh, speaker smashers. That sure. hadn't been out for a while, but uh, there you go. There you have it. What you looking up there over there? I was trying to see what the other one movie that we uh, that we're blanking on. I, I'm struggling to find it though. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember what the hell that one was. Either way, locked out of heaven. Locked out of heaven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. There By you the way, go. There you have it. There's Thursday music trivia for you. Uh, our mag sidebar thursday music trivia well thank you good sir appreciate your sidebar as per usual um what do i got excuse me what do i got um hey if you ain't got into the uh crypto and even further into the nft space i was uh, a part of the idiot group about only a few short days ago my friends but i uh did stop being part of the idiot group um this is a future Crypto is 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 the future of liquid capital, 150%. There's nothing more, nothing less that you need to know. <laughs> go do your own research. Go figure it out. Um, I'm always, I can kind of be a resource. I'm slowly learning day by day. I've been falling into rabbit holes. But this NFT shit is no joke, man. I mean, I, I try and put it down for, for a minute, and then I find myself back in into 15 rabbit holes. And I'm telling you, some of these projects and what they have, like, it's the the missions behind them and, and and the vision that they have and what they're doing now and like i mean there's some some of these sons of bitches that are, that are cost you they have 300 bucks now next week they're going to be worth $150,000 and if you hold on to the son of a bitch they pay you about $500 a day in actual real money so at the end of the month you're making about 15,000 aggregate and then also you're getting fucking you got this this picture that's got their, I, you know, I, I saw this fucking, uh, I saw this meme and, and, and I guess I'm saying this because I don't want you guys to be that guy. Don't, don't sit out and miss on this. There's going to be a dip. Trust me. There's going to be an NFT dip soon. I don't know when, but soon the, the ass is going to fall out of it. It just like the internet did everything. And then it's going to come, boom, it's going to shoot right back up 150%, 150%. But don't, uh, don't be that guy. That's, uh, that's the corporate stooge or whatever the case might be, going the fucking nine to five that's getting absolutely fucking just worked, lapped, murdered by some 250-pound pale pasty fella who's got a shitload of money and a shitload of friends and sits on his ass flipping JPEGs. Don't be the guy who sits there and goes, flipping fucking JPEGs? What the fuck? Fuck that. I'll do my shit. My friends, there are 17-year-olds fucking paying $25 for a fucking JPEG and flipping it tomorrow for $250,000. Do not have the audacity to sit there and tell me you cannot make money in this fucking society, cannot figure it out. My eyes have been, I, I slept on it for a year. I slept on it for a fucking year, dude, and I can't, you can't sleep anymore. You just, you can't, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be here sooner rather than later. So that's, 
that's my two cents. Um, probably sometime next week, I'm gonna be an official NFT holder. Hey, hey, uh, hey. Been been waiting some for some Ethereum to fucking transfer, but uh, once we get all, I, I feel so fucking weird talking about this, dude. Because no. I just like so, I would watch this shit and I'd be like, fucking Ethereum and, and fucking uh, Bitcoin. It, it is so fucking important, guys. It is so important. It is so important. There are rappers and uh, who who are the one group of people. That number one I respect the fuck out of. It's the only music uh-huh. I fucking damn near listen to. But walk around with fucking duffel bags filled with cash. Rappers. It's what they do. It's, it's, it, it, it's their culture. It's the style. It's what they do. However, rappers are changing to cryptocurrency now, my friends. And fucking wearing their JPEGs in the form of fucking... Uh, their NFTs in the form of chains and balling out in that style and fucking all of their money is in crypto and everything they do in their elite super high societies is not done in their Louis Vuitton bags with fucking 50 million sitting in it anymore. They got 100 million sitting in fucking Ethereum and Bitcoin in some account somewhere. I digress. I, I just Don't sleep. Don't sleep. That's it. I, Stop sleeping. 100%, dude. I have not dove deep like you have. I was going to tell you this afternoon. I went on a Top Shot rabbit hole last night. Mm. Uh, not So as far as it, it seems like maybe more like minuscule, like more maybe more immediate minuscule gains. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, I was just trying to figure it out. And I, I had a nice time last so, night figuring it out a little bit. But I'm gonna, as far as like big games, long-term games, I'm trying to get down the rabbit holes that you went down the last couple of days, honestly. So I'm going to I'm going to drop a couple of names on you that I just I think you guys need to be aware of. Not that I think I know, because I when when Mags just said I've been down rabbit holes hours upon hours of my last three days, <laughs> once I get done capping and everything, I've been doing well, this shit, trying to figure it out. What I was doing out. last night was how you said, like, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be done in a second, and then it's just like, oh, And it's well, just like, wait, I can this. learn this. Oh, wait, this. there's this, this too? Oh, wait, there's this. So... Teddy Bear Squad set to mint mm-hmm. next Wednesday, the 25th. White Rabbit just minted yesterday. Fucking sold out in two minutes. Insanity. And, and, and I can't even believe I'm talking about this shit like this. Like, I, I, I wouldn't even know what the fuck I was saying three days ago. I can't even believe this. This shit is so crazy. Meta Rich, huge. Meta Rich. Love Meta Rich. That's probably going to be one of the first ones I mint. Um, Hate Beast. Spooky Shroomies. Spooky Shroomies are one that I am uh, big into. I'm probably going to get a Spooky Shroomies. Um, They actually, uh, their mission, they support... Um, psychedelic, um, psychedelic research for like mental, mental illnesses and stuff. So obviously, you know, mental illness and, and all that is really important to me. And then I saw that and I started looking into it. And the shroomies, they basically are like utilizing psilocybin and stuff for mental illness and stuff. And like they have all these fucking like you can go to one website and they will literally detail out. That's that's what it is. Basically, this fucking company has a string of all this thing and are trying to raise this money so then they can fucking. Fund this charity so then they can also create a new collection to help fund the metaverse. And I know I'm getting, okay, I'm getting way too far down the rabbit hole because it's too fucking crazy. But Spooky Shroomies, I love their mission. I'm probably going to buy into Spooky Shroomies. Um, Cyber Kong's huge right now. Cyber Kong's is huge, but it's pretty hard to buy into those. Um, Forgotten Runes, Wizard Colt. That's fucking wild. Uh, Bears Deluxe, wild. Dead Hands. Uh, there's a new collection of Dead Hands coming up soon. Should be fucking minute. Maybe I have, maybe I have Colt's Crypto fucking corner. Here, maybe we just fucking ran into something here. I I don't know. know, But because this ain't going nowhere, and we work on the internet, so what the fuck? Um, Imaginary ones. This one's pretty fucking cool. This is an animated NFT. Dude did it walking on a fucking uh, treadmill, and then they just, like, fucking took out his face and everything, and now it's basically just, like, a a bodiless uh, being with fucking, like, a hat or glasses. or It's so cool. It's fucking cool as hell. Um, Hype Bears, Invisible Friends. Frankenpunks, Astro, and then my favorite one. 
um, set to mint in about 20 days. This is my favorite one that I've been following so far uh, called Big Brain Aliens. Absolutely cool as hell, Mags. You would sh- shit your fucking pants if you saw some of these. They're just an alien with a big ass fucking head, but okay. it, the the design and the artwork is so fucking cool behind them. There's a lot of them that are Marvel. Uh, like I was scrolling through them last night. I followed them on Discord. That's another thing you got to do. You got to get the fucking Discord and get down that rabbit hole. And they did a couple of their leaks, and they had like Iron Man and Spider Man upside down, but in big brain alien form. So like they had some cool ass shit on there, and like. I'm telling you guys, the more you get into this and you'd be like, what's he talking about minting and Ethereum? And, and, and you, you just, I can explain it because what I would do is I'd go and I'd watch people talk about it. But unless I am have my hands on doing this shit, I just, I don't, I don't understand it as well. So like that was really, I just got into it and I just started, okay, the, oh, this is how I meant. Oh, I have to have a fucking MetaMask. And then, oh, okay. Also you can fund through MetaMask, but Coinbase might be a little bit more secure. It'll take a little bit long. Okay. Whatever you want to do here. Okay. You can just straight fund the MetaMask. So you don't really have to worry about Coinbase. Just, just get involved, get involved. My friends, I promise you, you will not be disappointed because the, my final closing point is what, what, here's my final closing point for uh Colt's NFT and crypto wisdom of the day. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe I'm becoming a fucking crypto guy. This is fucking wild. And and Zaxi, Zaxi fucking retweeted my shit last night. Like, he is the crypto kid, the NFT really? kid, 17 years old, just fucking, like, flipping shit out there. Retweeted my shit last night when I tweeted about it. So this shit is here to stay. My final closing point, if Shaquille O'Neal is being referred to in the NFT space as the white Gary or the black Gary V, if he is being referred to in the NFT space as the black Gary V, um, this shit ain't going nowhere because that guy fucking finds out a way to make money or advance or do something in everything. Golf balls, fucking printers, fucking DJing, NBA dude, TV, DJ? fucking DJing, everything. He's involved in this. His kids are involved in this. They have a ridiculous fucking collection. It's insane. Do not sleep any longer. If you've been sleeping, do not sleep. I knew about this shit in... Like, I started finding out about January 2021, and then Gary V dropped V Friends uh, May of 2021. And I just, like, watched it, and I just, I didn't know, I didn't know what I didn't know. And starting this week, I didn't know what I didn't know. And boy, oh boy, have the eyes been open, boys and girls, because the metaverse is here, and it ain't going nowhere. You better better get used (laughs) to the metaverse. This, I'm telling you, we are going to, we are literally going to be paid to play video games. Literally paid to play video no 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 not 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 fuck yeah guys you see that fucking kill fucking kd bro no no we will literally be in a fucking alternate fucking universe doing some bullshit which is basically helping this universe expand in turn making money for whoever fucking owns this fucking nft helping them expand this fucking universe to further even more to bring more money to let this thing just absolutely as the kids would say go to the moon and that's what I fucking think is going to happen, boys. So you you best stop sleeping. I, I, I'm done. You're going to have me here for another year. You're the one that was trying to get this uh, show shortened up today, dude. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Fuck, what the hell am no, I No, it was good. It, no, I, I'm not even hating on any second of what you said. I Yeah, it's, it's important information. I promise. 100%. 150%. Well, that does it for my soapbox. Uh, make sure you stop by Wise Words, Season 2, Episode Number 7, dropped yesterday, uh, featuring Hakeem Prophet, a uh, legendary guy in the industry, one of the sharpest uh, cappers on the market during this time of the year as well. Uh, we secured next week's guest already, a totally different uh, look, avenue, spin, feel. I'm really excited for this one. Still gambling, still sports gambling, but a totally different uh, edge to sports gambling. Can't wait uh, to uh, talk with this guy. Cup of Joe on campus back uh, Saturday. We'll 
we'll probably uh, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. We'll probably talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's show, uh, divisional round, uh, NFL divisional round, super spectacular, special edition, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you'll see it tomorrow. That's what it'll be. Probably still have Friday picks, but at the end of the show, we'll just spend the bulk of the time talking all NFL and everything in between. Uh, outside of that, uh, board report, that's why we're getting done here a little bit uh, quicker than usual. Going to uh, try and get that done, everything pumped out. So there you go. There you have it. Uh, just stop by TalkingTheLine.com or the uh, link tree in this episode's description to find out uh, everything Talking the Line and beyond. All right, partner, any late breaking news we need to know about before I wrap it up here with some motivation minutes. No, dude, another day. Actually, uh, Lonzo Ball could be out a handful of weeks. That's some Oof. bad news for us. Uh, possible like, meniscus surgery. Uh, still making that decision, so that is no good. Uh, that is, yeah, Shit. so ended it with some bad news, apparently. Okie dokie, Artichoke. Oh, well, hey, that's all right. Tis what it is. There you go. There you have it. Uh, well, hey, but Alex Caruso back. Alonzo. turned the ball hey, back into a hey, wagon, hey, dude. MVP, Caruso Alex back. Caruso. Dude. Caruso is back. Caruso <laughs> is alive and in prime time for sure. But yeah, T's a piece Alonzo. Uh, yeah. not good for our guys at all. But there you go. There you have it. Last segment of the day, my friends. It is time for my motivation minutes. Now, I've said this in one form or fashion or the other, uh, time or two before. It's been a while. Um, but I came across a quote last night. Um, just kind of. Just doing some random shit, just looking for some motivation for myself, and I kind of came across this, and I was like, "Whoa, I like this." Let me uh, let me bring it on because I've said this in a different way before. So, quote I want to kick things off with is, "Stop setting yourself on fire to keep someone else warm." Stop setting yourself on fire to keep someone else warm. And as I read that, I guess that. Uh, I got a whole different perspective of this because I just got a mental image of me sitting there on fire with somebody else fucking sitting there with their hands like this while I'm just burning fucking up in, into flames. They're just, hmm, this is nice. This is enjoyable. So I guess the first part of this, and this isn't where I was really going to go, but this is this is part number one, perspective number one. Stop bending over backwards for every single person you come across. Sorry if that just uh, upset a couple of you, but stop bending over backward for every person you come across. I'm not telling you to not be kind. I'm not telling you to not take the extra second like I always talk about. But there comes a point in time where you have to think about you. And you have to stop being a yes man to everybody. And if it's in the back of your head like, damn, I really can't fit this into my schedule. But okay, yeah, I don't want to upset you. Don't do it. If it starts to put a strain onto your life, don't do it. Stop putting yourself in flames, melting yourself down to the ground while everybody else just seems to be cool, calm, and collected to staying nice and warm by your firelight. Stop doing that. Number one, that's perspective number one. Perspective number two is also where I originally saw this perspective before I read it for a second time, is stop worrying about the hate. Stop worrying about what people think about you or what they're saying about you or what they think about what you're doing right now because at the end of the day, you ain't them and they ain't you and their opinion doesn't matter for what's going on in your life. I can assure you of that. And I've said this in a way before, uh, um, uh, holding, uh, holding a grudge or, or, or being mad is like drinking the poison and expecting that uh, the other person is going to die. Having worrying about that hate, worrying about that gossip, that drama, that shit, feeding in the toxicity, 
is so toxic in and of itself. It's literally like you are drinking poison expecting that other person to die. You are literally keeping yourself up at night while that other person is sleeping firm, sound, on their pillow, not worried about a damn thing in this world. So stop setting yourself on fire and keeping other people warm because also, final perspective, it could be making them happy at the end of the day and making them warm. They got shit going on in their life so severe, so troubling, so off the fucking wall that... They need to just spew venom and toxicity into your life just to see a little bit of nastiness happen to you. And, you know, as a matter of fact, I kind of went through a situation like that um, here recently. I won't name any names or anything like that, but a young man who, who shot himself in the ass before. Um, and, and some people might might know who I'm talking about um, if they're familiar with it. But, but, but a person who has shot himself in the ass before um, and had the audacity to try and spew toxicity and, and negativity at my life and, and make me feel less than. Like I was a dumbass that had shot myself in the ass before, but I never have been. So don't, uh, don't worry about that, my friends. Whoever, whoever anybody is, and, and yes, that was a subtle jab for me. Needed to get that out. Either way, don't let anybody make you feel less than. Don't let anybody else set you on fire while they kick their feet up and fucking keep warm all night. Fuck that. It's about you. It's about your life. And I get off my soapbox today and I put it in closing today. Stop setting yourself on fire trying to keep someone else warm. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I love it, my man. I, as far as picking up at the end there, uh, just having the confidence that you know that you're much better than whatever the hell that person's saying. If you don't have the confidence, then you look internally. You got something else to figure out right yep. there, right then. 100%. If you don't have that fucking mentality, then uh, you you got some shit you need to work out internally <laughs> and get the inside right, the outside will follow along. So I can appreciate that, partner. There you go. There you have it. My motivation minutes of the day. Okay, let's get on out of here. That's officially episode number 206 of the TTL pod. Uh, without further ado, uh, make sure you stop by this episode's description. Once again, link tree down there and talkingaline.com and at talkingaline on Twitter, talkingaline, talking underscore the underscore line on Instagram. Everywhere in between, you'll see it on the closing credits. I don't know why I waste time saying it. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide for myself and Mags. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Thursday, unless you have any other plans. We can't tell you how much we appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you for your likes, your shares, your comments, your follows, your retweets, your subscriptions, everything in between. We see it, we see you guys, and we appreciate you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, it is a beautiful day to be alive. The rest is up to me and thee, and we are choosing to spread positivity. There you go. That's my new quote, baby. How about them bananas? Without further ado. The real reason we have this show, well, 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 mental vacation, positivity, good vibes, so nobody else does, obviously. But, 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 filling the motherfucking bankroll and getting tickets straight to the pay window. So make sure you get those bad boys locked in, too, so you can stay with us at the end of every single episode of this here pod. Let's cash some tickets. <laughs>